What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Harley's Hot Seat. My name's Harley J, and I'm your host for this episode, all the episodes prior, and all the episodes in the future, because it's my podcast. Anyway, on this episode, we get to talk to Alyssa Davis. How are you doing, Alyssa? I'm well. How are you, Harley? I'm doing well, and I'm very excited for this episode. So I found Alyssa on TikTok, as I've found lots of people I get to interview. It's really great. Um... (laughs) we're going to talk today about is how she is using modeling to help empower trauma survivors, which I think is incredible. Yay, I'm so excited. Me too. Well, the first question I have to ask you is pretty basic. Um, How did you get into modeling, first off? That is such a great question. So I actually started in the performance industry as an actress. I did my very first show at seven years old. I played young Cosette in a production of Les Miserables. And from there, I continued to do theater at least one show every single year through middle school, high school, and then eventually in college, I ended up getting my BFA in musical theater. But somewhere along the way, I found that musical theater had become something I think when we put a lot of pressure on our creative passions it can start to feel like a burden and less like a joy and especially with professors and teachers telling me you know you're not good enough at this you need to be better at belting you need to learn more about dancing if you're ever going to succeed I found a lot of the joy had been drained from it so I wanted another creative endeavor that I could really just put all of my creative energy and a lot of happiness into and um getting some headshots done as you do as an actor you have to have headshots so that casting directors know what you look like and when I was at my headshot session the photographer asked me if I had ever considered modeling and of course I was like oh heck no absolutely not I'm not the type of girl that I ever thought could be a model um because I'm not necessarily conventionally beautiful at least not on the level that I feel like I've seen in the media and So I said, I haven't, but I'm definitely open to it. And he ended up giving me some connections and I got to do my very first modeling photo shoot. And I was so, so stiff. I was wearing a shirt that was not great for modeling. It rode up every time I lifted my arms. So all of my poses for the shoot had my arms stuck to my sides. (laughs) But despite all of that awkwardness, I really, really fell in love with it as an art form and as a form of creative expression. Love that. I totally appreciate that. Um, Yeah, I grew up acting as well. I did a whole bunch of like community theater, then I did it in school. And then I was a part of, um, you know, other theater things. And then eventually one day, I'd love to see my name in lights. One day. Yeah. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, that's really cool that you're able that you were able to find another sort of creative outlet um, that uses you to help. And I love how I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I love how you don't necessarily think or when you thought that, that you weren't necessarily like the model type, but I think that's really awesome because that just shows the more, how more inclusive modeling has become. Yeah, absolutely. And another misconception I had at the time was I was not aware of the different markets in modeling. I only knew about editorial models which is all about, you know, the beauty and the fame. But actually, there's a whole different subsection of modeling, which is commercial modeling, which is what I do, which these are the people that you see on the covers of novels or at Target. It's much less about how pretty you are and more about selling a product 
and being a friendly face, kind of a girl next door type of vibe, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think that's really cool because growing up, you know, it, you would see people in the media and all the models would be like these tall, skinny, blonde girls. And so <laughs> I think it's cool that we're able to see such diverse not only like races and ethnicities, but also body types. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. The next question, how did you get, how did you decide to use um, your your career of modeling to help empower different trauma survivors? Yeah, that's such a good question. Well, I kind of found this out by accident, but as somebody who was a trauma survivor, it definitely impacted the way that I exist in my body and how grounded or rather (laughs) how ungrounded I felt. And that definitely manifested itself in a myriad of ways throughout my school, my theater school. And um, specifically, voice and singing is something where you have to be so in tune with your body. You have to be using your diaphragm, filling up your lungs, your vocal folds have to be so relaxed. And I would feel so much strain and so much tension. And like, I couldn't squeeze out the notes. And when I started modeling, I kind of felt similarly that I was so tight in my body. And I was so afraid of being seen, and of other people perceiving me because as somebody who's been through trauma, I've had an experience that what people see is an invitation in their eyes and um, people's opinions are able to manifest themselves in physical ways um, when they think they have a right to my body and they act on those urges which is very scary but through modeling I was able to unpack that idea and understand how very untrue it is and the fact that if somebody chooses to do something that evil it's all on them. It is never, ever, ever on the victim, which of course is always something I extended to other victims, but I think it's so much harder to extend it to yourself. And through that journey, I realized that if this was happening for me, I thought that it definitely could happen for other people. And it could be an amazing way to reclaim the beauty that has always been there, but maybe we forgot was there. And there's something about modeling where you have to physically take up space, all eyes are on you, and you fill the frame that is so empowering as a woman. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think that's really cool that you're able to use sort of um, your previous trauma and your career to help inspire others while also being true to yourself. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, of course. I'm all about the empowering, and and I think it's really cool. Like, um, because everybody's gone through something in their life, you know, that's, um, has put a sort of like negative mindset, whether that's, you know, being bullied or other traumas that have, that somehow relates back to your body. So I really think it's awesome that you're able to put more of a positive spin on it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, but speaking of the trauma, I recently read one of your articles that you posted on your blog um that talked about the dark side of modeling um would you be able to go in a little more detail about that uh for those who who haven't read the article yet yeah absolutely so this is a project that i created with some other models both in my community and outside of it we ended up getting submissions from around the world from models who were both 
named and unnamed, they got to choose if they wanted to stay anonymous, talking about their experiences of sexual abuse within the industry. Because unfortunately, as real as the empowerment is that I spoke about, on the other side, there are also folks who see models as someone who is selling not only their skills, but their body, and they feel entitled to harming them. And um, it's something that I believe is very prevalent in the industry because we don't talk about it. And because there's this idea that you'll get blacklisted if you speak on issues like this. And it's not right. Modeling is a very female dominated industry. And as such, there are power dynamics in our society that are even more magnified within the modeling industry. And I think it's important to attack that and talk about it. Yeah, I I totally agree. And, you know, I think we've been been able to see that a lot, especially with the Me Too movement that's occurred, you know, and with the uh, Harvey Weinstein case, because lots of those cases just are now resurfacing because people were too scared to speak up back then. Yeah, absolutely. Man, it's a crazy world we live in. And I think that's one of the one of the more difficult sides, especially with because um, modeling is such a female sort of owned industry. You know, there's definitely a lot more cases of submission and things pushed on the rug because models start out at young ages. So true. Yeah, they're really I think it's really important that we have people who are able to tell their stories of the past or sort of have mentors, you know, that are able to direct the new generation of so-called models to make sure they don't go back down similar paths or the same paths that somebody has also already been down. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And somebody that inspires me a lot who has spoken out about these types of issues is Coco Rocha. She is an incredible supermodel who has done Vogue covers, pretty much any achievement in the modeling industry, she's done it. And she has set barriers that she will not model nude, she will not model in lingerie with cigarettes, anything that's an implied nude. And of course, I respect all models who choose to do that. But I think it's very, very important that it is a choice. And it's not something that's forced upon young girls before they even are old enough to know what the decision might mean for their life or careers. And I also just think it's ridiculous that modeling is the one place where there can be underage nudity. Or even if it's not photographed, um, you know, forcing them to change on set with no privacy. There's no other industry where that's accepted in any way. And it can be really scary, too, because legally, models are considered independent contractors. That's the way we file our taxes and everything. And as such, we are much less likely to be able to have um, protection if we were to take our cases to court. Um, You know how they have like certain laws in place for workplace sexual harassment. We don't get the benefits of any of that. That's, that's crazy. That's insane. My mind is just the more you know. I mean, I knew that you guys, um, when you fill out your taxes, you know, you would sign up as like an independent contractor. But I didn't know that those those rights never didn't really apply to you guys. Yeah, it can be really, really scary for sure. And that's one of the reasons it's so, so important to have a good agency if you choose to go down that route. Because a good agency will protect you and help you with your legal process. But a bad agency will sweep it under the rug and quite honestly, 
could uh, come to your abuser's aid more than to yours, which is a horrible thought. That is very horrible. Very, very horrible. That is very rough. Yeah, heavy. I bet you didn't think we were going to get that heavy. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew we were, like, because I was like, okay, hey, I want to do this because I really wanted to speak about this because I think it's something that just, like, as society, we need to become more aware of. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you learn more. And that's why I do this podcast is so people are able to learn about so many different things out there. And, you know, we share stories. And we're going to slightly change paths. And we're going to talk, talk about something a little a little less deep. Well, it's still deep, but a little less deep. Okay, I'm ready. A little less. Um, so for your content on TikTok and on Instagram, you're very all about natural confidence, which I think is incredible. And I was just wondering, um, what advice would you have somebody to build up their confidence? Yeah, absolutely. I love that you said that because when I joined TikTok, I actually... I had put off creating an account for many months because I thought it was going to be the type of place where you have to have a very fully fleshed out, well-filmed, scripted video. And I was like, that is too much work because I knew you had to post at least daily to be in the good graces of the algorithm. And ain't nobody got time to make a full-fledged feature film every single day. (laughs) Yeah, but the reason... um, I've cultivated so much confidence and this is something I talk about a lot with my coaching clients is really just this idea of radical self-compassion. So extending yourself grace where you are, no matter what you've been through. And um, I'm very big on body acceptance and body neutrality. So even if you aren't in a place where you feel like you can be body confident, if you can't look in the mirror yet, go ahead and take down the mirrors because Here's the thing. Our bodies don't have to be beautiful in order to be worthy and valid. They sustain us every single day. And it's been some, that's something that's been a hard journey for me as well as somebody who has a chronic illness and an invisible disability. This idea that my body still can sustain me, even imperfectly. And for a long time, I hated my body, not only because I didn't like the way it looked, but because of the way that it wasn't able to support me in the ways that I saw my friends' bodies supporting them. And so that's where we come back to this idea of radical self-compassion and giving yourself grace, really breathing down deep into the stomach, sitting with those feelings, saying, you know, today I feel angry that I can't go for a run around the neighborhood on this lovely sunny day like my friends can. I'm feeling these feelings and I know that they're valid, but at the same time, it is what it is. Life is going to happen the way it's going to happen and i have to accept it for what it is it's true it's true oh that's so awesome i definitely felt that before where i'm just like why can't why can't my body be like my friend's body not fair not fair yeah yeah um yeah growing up i was always um the plus size friend you know i'm just you know i'm 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 too blessed up top not blessed enough in the bottom <laughs> Ratio's a little off, but it's fine. I but hear you. It's a it's a struggle, but it's fine. We're seeing we're seeing improvement. You know, we're seeing more of me out in society and more of me in media, which is incredible. But I think it's really awesome that you're able to talk so highly about getting confidence and the different areas of where people can improve. So, like, like how you said, you don't like seeing your body in a mirror. Get rid of the mirrors. There's nothing. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. All right. Love that. Love that. And that is a perfect segue into our next topic, which is the boot camp you offer. Yes, let's talk about it. Love it. Why did you decide to start it? Yeah, so I started offering a group coaching program because honestly, I saw a really big need for it in the industry because I always talk about how there are groups that are underrepresented in the industry. Uh, You know, like you're saying, people who have different body types. Honestly, the industry is so fat phobic. It's so racist. And I hate that. And I want to make a change. And I think that the way we change it is by equipping folks who might not feel like they have the right look for modeling with the tools they need to break into the industry and make this radical change. And we actually just wrapped up my very first round of this on Tuesday. And I was so, so excited to graduate all of these folks. Um, We have people of all genders, sexualities, races, um, body types, and they are all incredible, worthy human beings that I am so excited to see make change. Love that. Oh, that's so cool. That's so exciting that you're able to give them, you know, the sources and teach them so many lessons. And then you sort of just let them go on their own and be like, okay, it's your turn to shine. Yes, I love that. And it's so crazy because there is this idea of getting scouted or getting signed with an agency with only a few snapshots. And it does happen for the chosen few who have very Eurocentric beauty features, who have a size zero body, but you can get signed to an agency as long as you have the portfolio and the skills in place to really show them, hey, this is what I'm going to bring to your clients if you sign me. And I hate that we have to work a little harder than the people who uh, have what they want right now, but that's what we're going to do right now. And in the future, they won't have to work as hard for the people who are underrepresented. That's true. That's true. I love that. I love that. You're sort of just sort of, in a way, you're kind of like paving the way for future models because you're like, well, if I help them, then it can help inspire other people who look like them to be out there and live their best, their best life. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely the goal. And I'm so blessed for this round to have had an incredible team of me, somebody who has a disability and who is midsize and also an amazing trans man on my team and another black woman. So we were really trying to make sure that everyone who's in the course is able to hear from someone who has been through the same struggles as them. Because I, as somebody who has privilege and a white body and in a somewhat straight sized body, I don't want to ever be like, this is my experience and yours will be the same. Here's the steps I took. And if you take the steps, you'll have the same results as me because I think that comes from a place of privilege. And I think it's unethical to coach that way, to be honest. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think so. I think you took a very, I think you took a great direction when it came to creating the bootcamp because you were able to help You know, not only everybody be able to find different people to help mentor, you know, so they're able to relate to somebody. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, What is one thing you hope people will take away after finishing your boot camp? Oh, such a great question. I think the number one thing I want them to walk away with is newfound confidence and resilience. Because in this industry, you will hear no 
nine times out of 10. You will hear no again and again and again, and you will hear comments on your body that will make you insecure about things that you've never thought of before. Um, And it's so important to have this deep-seated knowledge within yourself that no matter what anyone else says, you deserve to be in this industry and you need to be here in this industry. Because if you don't have that, it will break you down and root itself deeply in your mental health in a way that is so unhealthy and I would never want to see for any of my students. Love that. I love that. I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Alyssa, we have come to the end of an episode of Harley's Hot Seat. Thank you so much for being on this and shedding such an important light on the modeling industry and how, you know, body positivity is really what the world deserves. Thank you so much for having me. It means a lot to me. Of course, of course. And um, like I said earlier, we're going to take this time. Alyssa, where can people find you on the social media websites? Yes, we love social media. Um, I am on Instagram at Posed for Success. And my website is posedforsuccess.com. And on TikTok, you can find me at Alyssa C. Davis, my name. Love that. Love that. And uh, yeah, but thank you again, Alyssa, so much. I had such a fun time talking to you and I loved how we were able to go into such, we went from, you know, a really deep conversation to just straight up positive positivity. Me too. I really appreciate you fostering this space for these types of conversations and connections. Of course. Thank you. And a huge thank you to everybody who's listening, whether this is your first episode or you've been here since day one. I really do, really do appreciate it. And if you know anybody or if you'd like to be on an episode of Harley's Hot Seat to talk about your passion, feel free to DM me on Instagram and Twitter at harj 98 And make sure to follow the Harley Hot Seat Instagram, which is just Harley's Hot Seat on Instagram. Thank you again and have a great rest of your day.